If you're the kind of dad who treats all his kids' injuries with ice, a band-aid, and the phrase, get over it, then this is the podcast for you. We are Bad to the Dad, celebrating suburban dad life. Coach Randy, he is my co-host. Adam D, that is me. Welcome back to another podcast, again, that celebrates suburban dad life. We are glad to have you with us. This is Memorial Day weekend. Welcome to the den. The den. It's really catching on. It's catching on. It is our space. Some people have a man cave. We have the den. We have the den. And it is Memorial Day weekend. We're memoring. Uh, well life, done. Life well done. Memory. Well played. Right? Well played. Uh-huh. And uh, it's a great weekend. It's the... It's the unofficial, official beginning of summer. We've got a wonderful guest. Yes, we do. Stumbled upon this guest. Tell me about it. Now, May is actually, I shouldn't say May is Nurses Week because that wouldn't make any sense. There is a week in May that is Nurses Week, Mm -hmm. but for the month, we do celebrate nursing Mm -hmm. of of all kinds. And And you've gotten involved with nursing because of your job. With the Visiting Nurse Association Mm -hmm. Health Group, which is a a job I really love and appreciate. And it takes me to to great places. Mm -hmm. And one of those places is Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland. Home of some great microbreweries. Microbreweries. But also home of the VNA of Ohio. Mm -hmm. And one of my colleagues out there is a gentleman by the name of Gary Mahoney. So tell me about Gary Mahoney real quickly. Gary is a male nurse. Mm -hmm. Now, before you start conjuring up Mm -hmm. thoughts of Ben Stiller in... Mm -hmm. Meet the parents, meet mm. the Fockers. Yes. Um, there was another, I think there was a third one in There's there. There's a that's third one, yes. Escaping me. Uh, before you do that, mm-hmm. you know, think about how tough the role is of a nurse uh, of any gender. Of any gender, I mean, right? of course, because they, they do all the legwork, they do a lot of the hard work. They're the ones that are coming and giving the shots, they're the ones that are coming in and doing well, the band aids. They're doing cath- catheters, <laughs> blood pressure. You know, I, I love how you went right to the catheters because you know me. Well, you, because that's where my mind you, is. You love that area. My my mind focuses yeah. on that part of my body. So clearly, you already know me so yeah. well. Like I said, meeting you where you are. <laughs> exactly. Meeting you where you are. So Gary is a, a gentleman that mm-hmm. I, I met in a new hire orientation. Mm-hmm. And you know, we go around the room. We talk mm-hmm. a little bit about ourselves and learn that Gary is a single dad mm-hmm. of two daughters. Okay. One is a preteen and another is a teenager. He's mm-hmm. also a dance dad. A dance dad? D- dance dads are fun. So you hear about dance moms. He's a dance dad. He's a dance dad. It's not the intensity that you see on television, yeah. but he's still involved with his daughters who, who love to dance. Love to dance. Yeah. All right. Uh, you know, that was fun enough. That was mm-hmm. incentive enough for me to interview this mm-hmm. guy. And as you'll learn in the interview, mm-hmm. it, it takes a bit of a turn. Not a, a terribly negative turn, mm-hmm. but the the course of the interview changes because we learn uh, that he was widowed just about four years ago. Wow. His wife had uh, ALS. Wow. Just completely, it's, it's not just blue. devastating. Yeah. Well, it's out of the blue, but it's also such a, a, a lingering yeah, and yeah. long-term, yeah. oh, it, you know, you're essentially mourning the person while they're alive. And you watch them just, just completely just, just completely deteriorate. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we certainly feel for Gary, but I, I applaud. He's just done such a wonderful job. Well, it's tough enough being girls. a single parent, single dad. Uh, another thing to be mourning, because your kids are mourning their mom, yeah. you're mourning the loss of your spouse, and you're, you're supposed to be somehow strong and moving forward, and you're working and everything else. 
Uh, I'm sure it was a wonderful interview. You do a good job interviewing. Yeah, so, so. we talk a little bit about him being a nurse, him being a... He's a great sport. I and look forward to hearing it. Yeah, he uh, he loved being interviewed and a big Cleveland Browns fan. Well, and there's reason to be a, a, a big Cleveland Browns fan these days. Now, granted, this interview was done mm-hmm. before all of those moves that they made with oh, Odell Beckham gotcha. all right. and all the new acquisitions all right. and all the, peop- the guys that got from the Giants. Gotcha. You know, I don't think that diminishes the, yeah, I think <laughs> the event good. of the interview. It, the, the, the environment around it. I, I'm looking forward to hearing it. Well, as you know, that we have a, uh, in addition to uh, our show every year, we have a sponsor that sponsors us. Yeah. yeah I want to give Becky. a quick shout out to her, Becky Berman at BermanCS.com. She is uh, the talent behind our logo, and we now have a name for our logo. The, uh, the skull guy is called Bone Daddy. We love Bone Daddy. Bone Daddy here in the den. Mm-hmm. Each week we keep on growing and knowing. And what, what is also in the den? Dad's Attic. Dad's Attic. We got Dad's Attic. Some pretty good stuff. stuff. We got yes. some pretty good stuff. I yeah. Um, Gary did not give me a Foley catheter to sign. Well, that was a good so, thing. Yeah, I would say so. Used or otherwise. Used or otherwise. So, we'll so maybe just, someday we run into him. He'll he'll give us he'll a, sign something. Uh, yeah. Some kind of signed piece. So uh, thank you, Becky. I have a very funny story. I think it's a funny story. I'm sure it right? is. So uh, I have something I want to share with you. Just give me a second here. So I have what I call, all right. <laughs> So what you don't see, of course, is I have a collection of socks. Yeah. Right? Uh, and count with me. One. One. Two. Mm-hmm. Three. Four. Five. Six. Seven. Eight. Nine. Ten. Eleven. Twelve. Thirteen. Thir- now that's an uneven <laughs> set of socks. <laughs> thirteen socks. Now, do you know something about this? They're not thirteen pairs of socks. 13 individual socks. 13 individual socks. Mm-hmm. So, I keep having to go out and buy socks. Why? Do you know why? Because I have 13 individual socks that have no match. Now, where are these socks? Are they lost in that, that <laughs> void of the dryer? Well, this is what I need some help with. Because I honestly don't know. Uh, every morning, uh, you know, we make sure our girls pick out clothes the night before. Yeah. Because we learned if we wait till the morning, it just drags on. So we, as parents, my wife's ingenuity, said, let's have the kids pick out the clothes beforehand. Yeah. Now, my youngest, Bree, who love, she is slow to go in the morning. Mm-hmm. She's she's slow, but for some reason, she never picks out socks. So in the morning, I have to go in and try to pretend or figure out which pair of socks she has. You have so to do it for her. I have to do it for her. And she looks okay. and she goes, no, mm-hmm. no. So I've spent tons of money on socks that she doesn't like. Now, the socks she does like reside in this pile. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, <laughs> I have no matches. I have 13 socks. I think that's all right these days. <laughs> aren't aren't girls wearing mismatched socks anyway? It doesn't seem to matter. That's what I thought, but not these socks. These oh, those are no good. <laughs> these socks are not mismatched. Oh, that's the island of misfit socks. <laughs> so, I got to tell you, I don't understand it as a parent or as dad. Where, where do you think they go? I... Doesn't make any sense to you're, me. You're, at, you're talking to a guy who um, goes into his kid's room. Yeah. And it's like clothes are strewn all over the carpet. Yeah. It's like there was a kid yes. in these clothes, uh-huh. and then somebody cast a spell and they vanished, mm-hmm. and all that was left were their clothes, the clothes. and they dropped down it, to the floor. And it's like uh, you can see a trail. It's like as they walk into the room, you can see where they the, the socks are here, the pants are here, the shirts here. It's like a snake shedding his skin. <laughs> Shakes the- right. 
Clothes. It's like if Superman was a kid. Exactly. And had to get into the Superman they pajamas. They would just go on the floor and go, Whoop! Yes. It would, let's like rip all this stuff off, leave it on the floor of my room, and go. So I, I thought I'm a dad. I, I try to be as patient as possible. I like to have my kids make their bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Michaela has started making her bed, and she's very proud. Bree, not so mm-hmm. much. But it is amazing to know that when it comes to socks, and if there's anybody out there who has an answer for this, how to not let lone socks get out. I, I don't know what the magic is. I mean... I think you should maybe staple them together so they, they go... Because I, I think they go in as a pair. Well, the other thing I have to ask you is, is, is it their fault? Because I can tell you that my own socks yeah. tend to disappear. Maybe they're walking away. Sometimes I'll put a shirt on yes. for three weeks after the laundry's done. <laughs> oh, look, in the sleeve of, of my dress shirt, there's a sock. I was looking for that sock there for three weeks. There it is. How did that happen? Sometimes socks tend to find little hiding spaces you know, so, in so, the laundry. So I, I knew you'd probably give some... Uh, so you'd appreciate... The, oh boy, do I! The island of misfit socks. Yeah. Uh, so the thing is, how long do you hold on to these socks? Because I think we hold on to these socks probably for about four months. Yeah. At least. And what happens is the pile keeps getting bigger. How long do you hold on to them in hopes of finding the pair before you say, you know what, I'm going to cut my losses? So unfortunately, socks are not like dogs where they yeah. go into a shelter, and mm-hmm. if they're not adopted by mm-hmm. a certain point, and I, I don't want to be uh, morose about this whole thing. Ooh, that's they, a fancy word, they morose. Get, uh, they get euthanized. You yes. can't euthanize a sock. You cannot euthanize a sock. You can throw it out. You can turn into a, you can turn into a, a rag, Yes, I guess, maybe. I'm not yeah. sure what else but would be But who wants to wear a rag of used socks <laughs> or, uh, or a blanket of used right. socks? I just don't know what you do with it. So how long? I mean, what is it? What is the yeah. standing order so, for? So we we went through this ourselves, yes. and we figured if the pair did not come mm-hmm. for its match, mm-hmm. or if the sock didn't come for its match, we would we would throw it away. I don't know what the timeline was. Is it two weeks? Period. Four weeks? Is there? I think you got to give it at least a month because you never know when a sock is going to turn. Well, it's not like in your shirt. Yeah. So months and time. You can't donate this to charity. Well, no one's going to take them. No <laughs> your dirty socks. I mean, as a matter of fact, speaking the truth, be told, individuals who are homeless, they want socks, yeah. right? And people would think that they'd want socks regardless, but they still want matching socks. So, you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and clean ones too, because they're relatively cheap. I mean, right now they're clean. They're clean. Cheap socks. Yeah. But so then, so what do I do? Do I put on my, you know, the dryer? Here's the socks from, you know, from April 26. Yeah. Here's April, you know. Too much work. Is it too, is it this way you know, and then when yeah. it becomes four weeks, no. you take that pile and you get rid of it. But now you're putting together an Excel spreadsheet with different dates, and you're like, oh, the two uh, pink and gray striped socks, now they're going in on this date, or, but they're not coming in. Or what happens if you actually get rid of that other pair, and you're like, ah, oh, two days later, because that's how it works. Yeah. There, Now you see that other pair, it was stuck in your dog's, you know, cage. So there's a couple of couple issues here I want to ruminate on. You said, not these socks. Not these not, socks. Yeah. Now, why is it not these socks? It's not like they're not here. Correct. They're socks. They're perfectly fine. There's no holes in them. You've they're washed not. them. They're clean. They're absolutely. So this is really on your daughters. Okay. Okay? All right. So that, that now, it's, now it's, we're talking. It's not because, all right. you know, all right, a sock vanished and the sock mm-hmm. is useless. We've mm-hmm. already talked about mm-hmm. the mismatch right. style, there's still, which seems to be popular. So there's value. I got you. There's value to these socks. Mm-hmm. Now... Is it that there's a there's a sock trend? The, 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 this isn't the right style. Mm-hmm. That was so four months ago, it Dad. It could be. That's right. So is it because... I'm no longer 10. I'm 12. Well, is it because these socks don't have a pair, that they're undesirable? Yeah. You know, who's going to want a sock? Who would love a sock like that? Only a mother would love a sock like that? Is that what we're going after That's here? what I'm thinking. we got to ask your daughters. got to ask your daughters. Yeah. All right. So what I'm hearing from you is let's get back to the basics, fundamentals. Uh-huh. Let's go back to here. We have an issue with socks. All right. I've paid substantial amounts of coinage on socks. 
<laughs> and I'm going to tell you, just so you know, not one of my socks is in here. Of course. Not one of my socks. Yeah. Wife socks, in there. Oh, they are. Yes. Oh, you got to talk to your wife so, too. So maybe it's a female thing. We should have the conversation. Well, I can understand if a, um, you know, a, a woman of, uh, you know, Jessica's yeah. point in life, I'm not yeah. going to say age, mm-hmm. would like matching socks. Yes, I think she probably Kids, would. they have a little bit more fun okay. with it. They, you know, they, they swap the pairs. You know. They call it sock swapping. Sock, sock swapping. I don't know if they call it that. I just made that up. <laughs> and it seems to be more acceptable. Right. But maybe when you're an adult, yes. the mismatched pairs is, uh, is, is not popular. It's, right. it's not acceptable. All right, so I think the uh, the step is to have a conversation with the girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Wouldn't shock a, me if you throw this out. Just just week. throw it out. So um, part of your spring cleaning. Maybe that'll be it. But um, nonetheless, I, I'm glad you were here for me, as you always are, Adam D. I mean, mm-hmm. you really helped me out on this. It was yeah. a concern, and as you can see, uh, thirteen sock. Yeah, sock. concern. Sock. Single socks. Yeah, we joke, but this isn't just happening no, no, to no. us exclusively. No, this is this is across. The I board. know there are listeners going, "Oh yeah, I, I had that same problem." <laughs> I had that same problem, and now they know. Yes, and they're probably walking over a mountain of socks, socks, single socks, every day. So four weeks, hold on to them, then get rid of them, right? I think that's and a good go rule to the thumb. source and talk, especially with their kids. How willing are you to put mismatched socks together? Let's go with it. Save me a couple bucks in the long run. Is that something you're willing to do? We're solving problems here because we're bad to the dead. We are bad to the dead. Once again, bad to the dad hits the road, and this time we're in Northeast Ohio, the Cleveland area, and we're speaking with Gary Mahoney, who by trade is a nurse. Gary, great to have you on. Thank you for having me. So Gary, how did you get into nursing? Where was your start? Well, I would have to say nursing for me was a calling. Um, Initially, I graduated from college with a degree in education and ended up working with the MRDD population. I was a classroom instructor where we administered a lot of medications. Um, We were nursing designees and um, did a lot of nursing procedure. So that sparked my interest and I went on, I became a registered nurse and that's how I started the career. Now hearing your background, you've done nursing in a variety of different environments. So how has the nursing trade changed and how has it helped to kind of build up your career as a nurse? Well, I think as with any career, Nursing has many, many avenues that you can go through. Um, There's such a variety of work. I started my career in the emergency department, and from there I went onto the floors, and then from there I went out in the community and then fell in love with community nursing Mm -hmm. and home health. So that is primarily my 16-year career is in home health, Mm -hmm. and that's what I love to do. It's one-on-one, a lot of good teaching with the families, because nursing is a lot of teaching. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and that's what I really like to do. Great. So this question comes from a very good place. You know, I'm in human resources, which is a a female-dominated profession. I think more, more men are getting into it, but you've probably seen 
the movie Meet the Family and Meet the Fockers, where yes. <laughs> the, the Ben Stiller character is a, a male nurse, and they you know kind of razzm about it in the in the first couple of films. So what what did you think about that film when it came out? And they're like, uh, you know, men men aren't nurses. What's that all about? I loved it. That yeah. was one of my favorite films. Um, <laughs> it definitely brought male nursing to light. It did, and in the mainstream, it did. Yeah. And in fact, I, I see. You know, when I went through nursing school 16 years ago, there were only two other males in mm-hmm. the class of 37. Mm-hmm. Now I see in hospitals when I'm in the in different areas uh, the nursing students, and it's almost a half and half ratio, male female. Hmm. So I think it's becoming more um, more accepted as a career path for men. Uh, it's a good career. It's a stable career, mm-hmm. and it's fulfilling at the same time. High demand for nurses in in all capacities home health nursing home hospital i hear so yes yes so are you an evangelist for hey go out and and pursue nursing or at least you know give it a try i am um i i love the nursing profession uh it's been very good to me i've done nursing in many different capacities and when people start talking about career paths my children especially i try and guide them into nursing Mm -hmm. or a medical profession Mm. because there's so much potential there's always going to be jobs in the future and in fact my older daughter is um, she's going to school she has decided to become a registered dietitian wow so I really uh you know I hope part of what I do has influenced that decision for her that's great so you mentioned your your daughter so two daughters correct we're about an age uh, my older daughter is 16 years old. She's a junior. Mm-hmm. And my younger daughter is 12. She's in sixth grade, middle school. Okay, so a teen and a preteen. Correct. So you mentioned the influence you have in your profession in educating your daughters about nursing. Do you share any stories with them when you, you come home? Anything? I know, do, especially you know. the good feeling I have sometimes when uh, you know you, you know you help that family, you help that patient. And it's such a good feeling that you... Um, you walk away with at the end of the day that I made a difference mm-hmm. and you feel more like it's a calling than a job. So kind of going back to the male nursing thing, mm-hmm. I'm sure their friends know that you're a nurse. Uh, do they ever come home and say, ah, oh, you know, my best friend is, uh, her dad's a doctor and this best friend, you know, he's the CEO of a company and, uh, and, and dad, you're a nurse. Any, you know, you ever have to have that conversation about, hey, nursing is a not only a perfectly fine profession, but it's it's rewarding and it's doing some good in the world. Luckily, I don't have really any conversation that way, at uh-huh. least that they tell me about. Right. Um, but, you know, it's been well received. All their friends, I'm friends with the families and mm-hmm. they all know that I'm a nurse. And so I think most of the community that I live in, which I've been in for 15 years, know me. Yep, yep. So. good. So you're one of a handful of dads that we've spoken to over the weeks with two daughters. And do you ever think to yourself, like, what did I do in a past life to get, to get, to get two girls? Or you know, has it been pretty positive uh, up to the point? Luckily, it's been a very positive experience for mm-hmm. me. Um, unfortunately, I lost my wife four years ago. I'm sorry to hear that. So I'm a, a single dad mm-hmm. and raising two girls, which can be a challenge at times, especially when those teen years hit. I'm sure it's a challenge all the time. But... I'm very close with the girls. We have open communication. They know the expectations. They know my limitations. Mm-hmm. And we're very respectful. So it's been a great experience. Yeah. And are you 
best friends as much as you are, you know, that parent kid dynamic? I would say yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you know, good. we try and do things together. We go on vacations mm-hmm. together. Um, I'm try and attend all of their activities mm-hmm. that they're involved in, sports, dance, yeah. etc. Yeah. I was going to ask you what, what they like to do and what your involvement is with them, like coaching and... Well, <laughs> they both dance. They mm-hmm. have since they were... I think four years old mm-hmm. um, and now both do competition dance wow. one does jazz the younger one the older one does the competition tap so you say about being involved if I had a son I would coach baseball uh-huh. yep. I love baseball however they dance that's their passion so annually at the recital there's the dad's dance which <laughs> I'm part oh, of I've seen these okay mm-hmm. yep and the dad's dance I've been doing this will be my 10th year mm-hmm when we first started, there were three dads that were willing to do this. I was one of them. And now we're up to eight. So it's it's a great way to be involved with the girls with what they love and and be part of it. Tell me about the choreography in the dad dance. Because I've seen it, and some dads are more coordinated than others. Some are mm-hmm. more into it than others. Those that aren't are in the back row. Right. And those that are a little more flamboyant, you, know, you see them front and center. Right. Um, well, we're kind of right in the middle of the recital, so I guess you would call it the halftime relief <laughs> because we're not very coordinated. We're a bunch of middle-aged men getting up there dancing for and you know with our daughters. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a fun thing, mm-hmm. and the audience expects fun, and they kind of laugh along with us as we make mistakes and we're stiff and <laughs> we just don't have that dance ability. But there's no like dirty dancing lifts. Like you're not lifting another dad over your head. Oh no, no. Yeah. The the um, only thing I would say to that, we did a cartwheel once. Oh. Not one of us could do a good cartwheel. <laughs> <laughs> so it looked more like a, uh, a misinformed somersault. Exactly. Right. Any dislocated appendages, anything like that? No, but one of our dads, he has a peg leg. And wow. his leg flew off at one point. So um, we just kept going, though, like mm-hmm. nothing happened. He went and picked his leg up and put it back on. Yeah. Kept going. The show must go on. Awesome. Love it. Love it. Well, listen, you, you got to, they say you got to suck with style, right? So. <laughs> That's right. Gary, if you don't mind, you mentioned that your, your wife passed away. And yes. I certainly don't want to open up any old wounds, but I'm curious to hear um, how you work with the girls during, during that time, during that time of grief and, and how you, you got them to move on. It, it was um, unfortunately a long period of time. Must have been, well, she was sick for six years. She's been gone for four. So about 10 years ago, um, she developed ALS, Mm. which is a progressive disease uh, that affects your motor function. Um, By the end of the the last two years, um, she was tube fed. Um, She couldn't talk. She couldn't walk. She essentially couldn't move. Um, So the girls had seen this decline steadily over six years Mm. and they I was preparing them all along that they knew the outcome of what this disease was as she was too Mm -hmm. so um you know I I tried to just involve them in as much care as they wanted to um I used to laugh at the time my daughter was six years old and I said I have the only six-year-old in town that knows how to suction (laughs) so (laughs) But then when she did pass, you know, they were kind of prepared because I had them prepared. Uh, We had hospice out the last month, I think Mm -hmm. it was. Mm -hmm. And they have a person that comes out and works with the kids, too, with um, drawing drawing and 
just working with the kids. Right. Um, so Handle the emotional component. Of the that. emotional component. Yeah. And then, um, you know, after she did, I luckily I have a lot of family support mm -hmm. on both sides, yep. and we're still very close to both sides um, in terms of family support. So, hmm. um, you know, we had that grieving period, and you know, I worked with them every day. I offered, you know, if they wanted counseling, and they said no, we'll. You know, we'll talk through things, and we did. Yeah. And um, I think it made us stronger as a family unit, of course. Um, and I think that's why we're so close today. Very nice. So, what do you do to uphold your wife's legacy with the girls? Are you involved in ALS charities or awareness or um, anything like that? I was. I was with the ALS walk. That's an uh -huh. annual walk here in Cleveland. Yeah. Um, however, it was bringing up too many bad it, it yeah. was upsetting every year so mm -hmm. we stopped doing that I still donate to it mm -hmm. um, and you know we every year on her birth date um, Christmas uh, any of the holidays um, the cemetery is close in town mm -hmm. we go there we take flowers mm. and we spend a little time there and reflect mm. so that's keeping her alive with us plus I, I like to um, include stories I'll always tell them stories about when we dated and, you know, through our marriage and different things that we did. And, you know, that way we never lose that, that bond. That That's touch. the way to do it, right? Keep the memory alive through, right. through stories and, of course, the positive times, the laughter right. and all that. It sounds like you're doing it right. Our Bad to the Dad interview, we're talking with Gary Mahoney, who's a professional nurse and, of course, a, a dad to a teenager and a teenager-to-be. So I've been to Cleveland before, but it's been a while. So I'll let you be the ambassador to the Cleveland area, Northeast Ohio. What, what do you like? What do you like about living in this area? Well, I'm a I'm an Indians fan, so <laughs> okay. I, I like to go down to Progressive Stadium and see Indians games. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a Browns fan, and they're on the upswing, so that's good. Um, yep. See what Cleveland. your new quarterback will do in the, uh, in the next year or two? Right. It's just nice going into a draft and not worrying about the quarterback component. <laughs> Every year that seems to be a, a Groundhog Day kind of thing right. that you go, you go through. Right. Yeah. So we, we kind of have a, a better outlook this year. Yeah. Um, I grew up in Cleveland, and I'm still here. I, I like the changing seasons. Mm -hmm. I like the fact that we're right on the lake, mm -hmm. and the lake has so much to offer. Um, there's a lot to do in downtown Cleveland, from the restaurants to the, you know, the art scene to uh, theater. Um, right off the the bay or off within the lake, we have um, Putin Bay, um, mm -hmm. which is a fun day. Um, there's just a lot to do around here. Yeah, and your, your lakes have a funny way of reminding visitors that it's still winter. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a it's like a knife to the face. So. Yeah, especially the closer you get to it, the windier it is, mm -hmm. and the colder it is. Yeah, and um, of course, when we get those lake effect snow storms that mm -hmm. kind of you know shut down the city. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> when when you're not a dance dad, what do you like to do around the Cleveland area with your girls? Um. We, we go to parks a lot. Um, they are into exercise. Mm -hmm. um, so we, uh, what do we do? We, we do, I kind of let them lead it. Mm -hmm. What do you guys want to do? And yeah. we'll do it. Um, you know, anything from Zip City. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you're familiar with that. No, so it's interesting. I was going to ask you, uh, for visitors to the area, what's something about the Cleveland area that, might not be in the brochure. 
Well, Zip City, you can go zip lining indoors. Okay. It's an indoor oh, zip wow. lining, uh, which is a lot of fun. The kids love it. Um, there's Sky Zone, yep. which is a trampoline yeah, center. Mm -hmm. In fact, uh, my daughter and I were just talking about that yesterday because last time we went there, we had just a blast playing dodgeball. Hmm. And they're starting that unit in phys ed class today. <laughs> So it's social Darwinism with a round rubber ball. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, but they're athletic, so they probably do very well in dodgeball. Right. Yeah. Very and graceful. Having it on that trampoline is just an added oh, factor, yeah. which is a lot of fun. <laughs> um, but you know, we we try and do things around town. You have your winter things. You have your summer things. Um, you know, we try and ice skate in the winter, and you know, in the mm -hmm. summer we'll go um, or ski too. Um, some of the areas. Oh well. Now those, um, we usually have to travel out of Ohio to mm -hmm. do, right. but they love to ski and they're very good at it. Yep. Um, but some of the summer things, just going to the lake, um, Menor Headlands mm -hmm. is a huge beach that is just a lot of fun to go to. Yeah, and then you mentioned Putin Bay. Putin Bay. Yeah, which what is, goes on at Putin Bay? Well, there's lots of restaurants, there's, um, there's a bunch of things you can do. They have um, caves you can go into hmm. and go underground. Um, they have entertainment. Um, really, you take the ferry over, and there's no, not many people have cars there. Everyone drives a, a golf cart. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a lot of fun. At night, uh, it's more for the adults mm -hmm. uh, with the bars and that. But yeah. during the day, there's a lot to do with the, the families are there. Yeah, so very nice. Well, they say, you know, your, your job is a full-time job, and parenting is a full-time job, and I can certainly appreciate all the the hard work that you're, you're putting in with your girls, what do you do uh, during your alone time? Do you, do you get to recreate yourself at all? Or? <laughs> I don't have much of that. I know. However. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, I do like to golf. Oh, good. So my friends and I will go golfing. Yeah. Um, do you have a handicap or you're just whacking it all over the, all well, over the course like me? I'm like you. Yeah, okay. And I've been doing it a long time. You yeah. think I would be a little bit better. No, we'd make we'd make a great pair. We probably wouldn't get off the course in less than 6 hours, but you know, we'd, we'd probably have a good time. So next time I come and and the weather is good, you'll have to take me to some of your uh your your favorite courses. So we always wrap up with uh, the advice corner. So Gary Mahoney, any parting advice to those who are listening? especially single dads or single dads with two girls, any combination you, you, you want to work with, what, what advice do you have to the dad out there? My advice is to stay as involved as you can because it goes by very quickly. Um, be involved in every aspect, know what's going on, and always be there for them, good or bad, um, and just always approach everything with an open mind. And... Um, you know, that way you stay connected and they're not afraid to tell you things when, you know, if anything comes up. Um, and then you just grow closer, you know, with your children. Gary Mahoney, thanks so much. It sounds like you're doing a great job, both in nursing with home health. And thank you for sharing that story. And, and thanks for opening up about uh, your daughters and, of course, your wife's passing. I think a lot of our listeners uh, could learn quite a bit from your experience. Uh, again, sounds like you're doing some great work. Thanks so much for being on Bad to the Dad. Thank you for having me. This is Bad to the Dad. Download us wherever you find podcasts. We are Bad to the Dad. Again, follow us on social media. 
on Instagram at bad to the dad. And there, there will be pictures of Gary Mahoney post interview that you can check out. Of course, all the other wild stuff that happens in our studio with our other guests and we have memes and mm-hmm. you can see uh, some of the, the swag that we have as well. We've got a website and that is bad to the dad.com. I want to thank Gary Mahoney, our guest. Uh, again, sometimes when you travel for work, you run into interesting dads and you get an opportunity to interview them, especially on weekends when we're traveling. Mm-hmm. But we still want to keep the show alive and, and we want to provide you with an interview. What I love, uh, again, I've said it, I think, 17 weeks straight, you do an incredible job with uh, our guests uh, and continue to do so. And I think it's great that you're out there in the people. You're out with the people, meeting people, and always think, is this a dad that we could have on the show? Yeah, and it doesn't have to be a Jersey dad. You know, we're Jersey guys. It doesn't have to be a a Jersey dad. You know, anywhere in the world where we meet an interesting dad with a story to tell, we certainly want to convey that story. And little did you know about the the story. No idea. And I was like for you. I thought my reaction was was very staid and professional. Mm -hmm. But then I said, you know what, we can keep talking about the daughter's dancing, Mm -hmm. but you know, the whole transition in life, you know, mom's not here anymore. Yeah. Okay. How are we going to honor her memory? Mm-hmm. And how am I going to be the best dad possible? Mm-hmm. You know, we had Mads right, yes, a couple yes, of weeks ago. Yes, we did. Now we have dads as moms dads who as have moms. to serve both dads. <laughs> yeah. But keep the memory alive yeah. and, you know, do the um, the support and the advocacy, mm-hmm. you know, in the, in the world of ALS for, mm-hmm. for those who've gone through that, do, you know, the 5Ks and things. Um, it just sounds like he's He's very well grounded. His kids are very well grounded. And I, I can only imagine that it's got to be such a devastating and heartbreaking thing to lose a spouse. At the same time, right? And But move on. Move on and then be there for your kids. and Because uh, you cannot replace mom. No, no way. Um, no way. And the idea is never to replace. You're just not going to. But to acknowledge the loss and be there and just do whatever you can. It just is the parent. Um, you handled it well, though. I'm very yeah. proud of you. Yeah. So that was uh, Gary Mahoney. The theme for our show today was Dad Side Manor. Dad Side Manor. And he's got a wonderful Dad Side Manor. And we're bad to the dad, right? We are bad to the dad. Thanks, dads, and have a great week.